Episode 14, how to go with your gut and get thin from within with certified health coach and number one best-selling author, Robin Euclidus. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you so you can live Life Amplified. Welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. According to the National Institute of Health, one in three Americans are considered to be overweight. And why is that? During a time when we have the best medicine, the best technological advances, the most access to all sorts of diet info, why are we struggling to keep the weight off? And more importantly, why is it only one in six Americans who lose the weight actually keep it off for good? I'll be honest, this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart right now because I've told you about my life amplified journey that started in 2012. I lost 37 pounds in a very short amount of time. But to be honest, I put about 16 or 17 of those pounds back on over the last few months. So this was a perfect time for me to reach out and get some advice from my buddy Robin Euclid. She probably seen her on TV on shows like The View. She is a certified wellness expert and a number one best-selling author. She has a brand new book that is available right now at Amazon called Thin From Within, The Go With Your Gut Way to Lose Weight. Now, Robin is going to give us a really holistic view when it comes to weight loss, and there's going to be some amazing nuggets of wisdom for you in this episode. Some of the topics we'll discuss is how your weight is more than just a number on the scale or the foods that you eat, why your gut health matters so much and affects every part of your life. Robin's rule of five in what foods you should have with every single meal. The key to stop unhealthy snacking. Why drinking water with your meals is actually bad for you. I had no idea about this tip. It's going to blow your mind. What mindful eating means and how connecting with yourself helps your overall physical and emotional well-being. How to turn healthful eating habits into a lifetime routine and the one thing that you can do right now that can help you lose weight and improve your overall health. Robin is chock full of wisdom and she's just a blast to talk to. If you love the interview today, make sure to let us both know you're listening. You can screenshot the podcast and upload it to Instagram or Twitter. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason and you can tag her at Robin Euclid. That is Robin with a Y and the last name is spelled Y-O-U-K-I-L-I-S. If you're ready to make 2018 your healthiest year ever, this episode is for you. Enjoy it. Certified health coach and number one best-selling author, Robin Euclid is on Life Amplified. Robin Euclid, welcome to Life Amplified. Hello, my friend. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. The new book, Thin From Within, the Go With Your Gut Way to Lose Weight is out right now. And we're going to dive headfirst into that conversation and talk about what it means to go with your gut. But I guess this is a good time of year for us to have this conversation because January 1st, everybody is like balls to the wall. They're ready. They are committed to their weight loss, to their health journey. And now we reach this time here where it's mid-February and life catches up to you. And if you got kids, they're getting sick with the flu or work gets crazy. And this is a really easy time for people to fall off the path. 
how can the the tools and strategies that you have here in this book how can it help redirect people and get them back in the direction they want to go when it comes to achieving their health goals what i really teach in this book is about how to connect to you what you need what you want what your body is asking for and of course i give a little bit of bossy health coaching advice in there as well but mostly if it's not coming from you and understanding what's my mindset around this what needs to shift where am I perhaps unhappy in other areas of my life? Mm. Because it's almost never just about a pant size or the number on the scale, right? Weight, I believe, is a sign that not only do we want something to be different in our bodies, but more so in our lives. And so while this book gives you the recipes and all those practical tools and tips, we also do a little bit of that digger deeping, you know, digger deeping, deeping, digger, dig, <laughs> <laughs> digging deeper. Dirt diggler. Exactly. That's what I was going for. Um, Into what it means for you to want to be your healthiest you, your most vibrant, brilliant version of yourself. I think you hit on something that really stood out to me when I was reading through the book is the idea that weight is not just a number on the scale. And I know even for me right now, I'm playing about 15 pounds heavier than I would like to, but I always obsess on just weighing myself and looking at the number. But you have a different approach to that. What is behind weight? Because you also describe it as an emotional thing. Absolutely. So I would ask you and your listeners, you know, what is weighing you down in your life right now? You know, for me, it's been a big transition over the last three months of my life. I just ended a relationship, a three-year relationship. My girlfriend and I split up. I moved up north. I left Florida. I've been transitioning here, growing my coaching business, getting my podcast, and getting this message out there where I can talk to people like you. Somehow, I think for me, if I'm being honest, like I've been so focused internally now on moving things forward in my career that maybe there's like that little bit of a longing. Like I'm looking for more connection. I'm looking for more connection to people around me. And I know food has always been an outlet for me throughout my life. We playfully joke about the idea of emotional eating, but I think that that's a real thing. 100% it's a real thing. You know, anyone listening, I'm sure, has had moments in their life where they're like, yeah, I was totally eating my feelings. I felt sad, so I decided to eat them instead of feeling them. So first off, bravo to you for sharing all of that. That's super brave. And just acknowledging like, yes, this is where I'm at. It's not where I thought I would be right now. And there's some feelings that are coming up with that. Feel your feelings. You know, what does that look like for you? Maybe you need to go for a really long walk with no headphones on and just be quiet and be with yourself. Maybe that could be a yoga class. Maybe it can be meditation, but it doesn't even necessarily need to be like that. It could be journaling. It could be talking to a friend. So it's really first getting clear where you're at, what's coming up for you, and what would make you feel so good right now. If you're like, I have the best life in the world right now in this moment, what would be a part of that? And how can you add a little bit more of that in? I also want to say, I'm not being naive here and saying, well, oh, you add in, you know, a, a, a vacation to Bali and all of a sudden everything's perfect and you lose 10 pounds. We know it's not just about that. <laughs> But you guys also know that it is a lot about just these little things that I'm saying, right? How joyful is your morning commute? How do you feel in your office? Do you feel calm and relaxed? Do you have an evening routine? Do you have just a minute in your day? I call, I have a practice in the book called My Morning Minute, where you just spend one minute just with yourself. It just occurred to me as you were talking about that. I'm on the eat, pray, love tip right now, except I never got past eat. <laughs> <laughs> My book would just be called Eat. 
period. I mean, I would read that book. <laughs> Eating is amazing. That's how I got into this whole business. My being an entrepreneur, running my, my coaching practice now for almost 10 years and two books later was because of food. I love food. I love cooking. I love eating. I love food. You talk in the book about weight having been a struggle for you in the past. So what did you learn about your relationship with food and or dieting and your body image and maybe how that even pushed you closer to your purpose now where you're out teaching this to women all over the world? I think that the main thing that I've learned, and this is very recently, is that it's not shameful to want to lose weight. You can be a spiritual person. You can feel like someone who's into the wellness world and going to yoga and doing all the things, but then you also still have some physical weight that you'd like to lose. I kind of associate myself in the wellness world as like the the diet dealer. Like all these health coaches or people, you know, are saying like, oh, we're all happy we're doing this or we're working on our self-care, but no one's mentioning about wanting to lose weight or needing to lose weight and just having a very sane and supportive now way to talk about that. I wanted to, you know, take that conversation and say, you can be someone who's evolving and, you know, on their own personal path. And it's okay if you still feel like you have a little bit to lose. And here's a plan that's so calm and so grounded and so supportive and so delicious that can help you get there. This is a really interesting conversation. How does one reconcile? Because we live in the age, as we should, of body positivity and celebrating yourself. How can somebody who's in that in-between honor their desire to want to lose weight while also loving themselves exactly where they are right now? I think first off, it starts with your intuition, you know, connecting to that core of you and just literally taking right now one hand, putting it over your belly. First of all, letting your belly go. So Mm -hmm. many of us hold and clench and tighten in our days, which side note does not help you go to the bathroom number two any any more easily when we're all so, you know, tight in that department. So letting that go and just feeling your own body and breathing into that space and saying, okay, what would feel supportive for me right now? Is it, what food choice can I make? What action can I put into play tonight? What can I read? What can I look at when I'm scrolling on my social feed that would make me feel good and make me feel supported? And just making sure that you have that in your life every single day. When's a good time to do that? Is that like a morning practice for people before they even dive into breakfast? Is this something that we do before each meal so that we don't go off the rails and just go for the sugar or the potato chips or the junk food? All the things you said, I think it would were great. I love the idea of a morning routine, but I have a toddler running around and sometimes morning routine is like, can I just pee in peace, please? (laughs) So we do need to be flexible with these new ideas of self-care. I often tell my clients, you know, sit in the car for five minutes before you walk into the office or, you know, take a few deep breaths or go to the bathroom first thing when you get there, not to go to the bathroom, but just to sit in the bathroom stall and take a few deep breaths. So we can be creative with these things, but In the book, I teach something called the one, two, three food freedom tool, which sort of encompasses a way that we can be more present with our meals. We can feel more relaxed in our bodies. And ideally, yes, you do practice it uh, during mealtimes. You know, one of the things that is a big centerpiece of the book, Thin From Within, you talk a lot about gut health and digestive health. And I feel like this is something that is being talked about more and more 
in the world right now. I'll speak for myself. I mean, if you had asked me 18 months ago, I would have thought digestive health meant just eat a bunch of Activia and then poop in a stall next to Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Side note on that, by the way, I ran into Jamie Lee Curtis at the Dallas airport a few months you ago. You did not. No, I did. And I wanted to go up and talk to her. I wanted to get a picture with her, but she had this like really determined face on and she was in a rush. And I was like, oh, she's going to poop right now. I was like, I was like, she's totally going to the bathroom. Oh my God. Well, you can't fly with yogurt. You know, they'll take that away from you. I have tried. For the idea though of digestive health, what does it really mean? Because what I'm learning in doing more research on this is that it goes way beyond just eating a thing of yogurt in the morning. Allow me to dive in. I love, 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 love this topic because our gut is the center of us literally, right? Physically, it is the center of your body and key for so much of our health and vitality. So there's a lot of conversations we can have around gut health, right? We can talk about digestive disorders, celiac disease, being allergic to gluten. My conversation that I like to have around gut health is gut health as it connects to weight loss and what that connection is here. So there's three main reasons why gut health is directly linked to reaching your ideal weight. So first up, a healthy gut better absorbs the nutrients from the food you're eating. So when your gut is running well, your digestive system's running smoothly, everything's happening the way that it needs to be happening, you're mm -hmm. getting more out of your food. Getting more out of your food means you're gonna feel clearer, brighter, quicker, sharper, smarter, sleep better, better sex, all connected to our gut. It's interesting. I was just at a retreat in Sedona for about seven days with my mentor and our mentorship group. And they have the food plan all done for us. You know, so they prepared all the meals and it, there was no gluten. There was no sugar. It was heavy into greens. And, you know, at first I wanted to complain about that. But I will tell you, Robin, like by day four of eating that way, it was remarkable to me how quickly it took effect. Like I was waking up 90 minutes before my alarm even went off and I felt energized and I felt clearer in my brain where I just didn't have that fog or that hangover in the morning. So totally picking up what you're putting down here. But it's true. You know, and once you're not bogging your body down with all these processes, it wasn't designed to do. For example, I, I am the queen of chewing. I say, everybody chew your food ideally to liquid before you swallow because your body wasn't designed any other way. It needs you to break down that food for it. And when you don't do it that way, it zaps your energy and other resources. So yes, I could see that happening so quickly. And that leads me to my second point. A healthy gut knows exactly what you need to feel your best. So that's your connection to your intuition. That's your gift. And so if you are someone that struggles maybe in decision-making or where to go in your career, or you're just kind of feeling lost, adding in more of these gut healing foods like raw fermented sauerkraut, more greens, bone broth, for example, more cooked root vegetables, these amazing foods that your gut loves, you start to hear these intuitive hits better. And for example, like you were waking up 90 minutes earlier, think of that 90 minutes of clarity and how many downloads you could get and inspiration and people you want to interview for this podcast and ways to make that happen. It's where the bark is. Let's take that a little bit further because this is something that you talk about with the go with your gut approach that you've developed for weight loss. One of the first things is talking about your rule of five for every meal and the sort of foods that should be included on your plate at every meal. So can, can you walk us through that? It is helpful to have a plan, right? It is helpful to say, okay, I got you, Rob on this whole intuition thing, this whole emotions thing. Okay, I'm there. 
but you know, when I walk up to the salad bar or a rest sandwich restaurant, what am I ordering? If I'm making my dinner or meal prepping, what do I want to focus on? My rule of five plate is you want to aim to have these five foods on your plate at ideally lunch and dinner. I think breakfast, we can get a little more leeway and I have some great breakfast recipes in the book too that are life-changing, but this is a nice little formula. So first up is greens. This is nothing new. Piles of, of leafy greens. If you like romaine, that's fine. It doesn't need to be all kale and collard greens, but definitely some greens. Two, healthy fats. We've heard this again, avocado, olive oil, flax oils, small portions of nuts and seeds, healthy fat helps you keep you full, keeps it delicious. Three, protein. Variety here is key. So if you're someone that does consume animal products, trying bison, wild salmon, or mixing it up and having sprouted lentils, wild sardines, protein keeps you full and stabilizes your blood sugar. Number four, here's one of my funky ones and definitely one of my go with your gut foods, a fermented food. So this is new for a lot of people. So fermented foods are foods that have been either naturally fermented or there's a starter culture used and they essentially grow good for your gut probiotics, that good gut bacteria that nourishes the bacteria in your body that's responsible for your health and your well-being. So we wanna be ingesting these probiotics so that you can have more of this in your body, pro-life, probiotic, that's what it means. And so we wanna get in a variety of fermented foods that help us do that. So first up, raw, fermented, and unpasteurized sauerkraut. So this is not what you're gonna get at a baseball game at a hot, on a hot dog. This is something you're gonna find in the refrigerator section. A lot of main stores now are carrying it, but definitely Whole Foods or a local health food store. And I have recipes for my book as well. It's super easy to make. And it's essentially just a naturally fermented, lacto-fermented where the bacteria builds inside the food and then you eat it and they, more than the probiotics that you're going to get from that, they taste amazing. They add that zip, they add that tang, they add that like special something in your meal that you're like, oh, I want that. And they make you feel really good. With the idea of like fermenting your own sauerkraut at home, like <laughs> for me, that seems like overwhelming. But why is that different from getting probiotics a different way, either through a pill or through just, you know, eating your Jamie Lee Curtis Activia in the morning. Is it a different kind of bacteria? Great question. So yes, it's different strains of bacteria form in the foods in different times. So a probiotic is great. Adding in a little bit of that extra uh, boost is going to be awesome. But getting a different variety of fermented foods is also really beneficial. You're just going to get different strains of bacteria in different amounts, different quantities, essentially. And then when you make your own sauerkraut, you get different strains at week two, of fermenting versus week, uh, month two of fermenting, for example, versus two years or some ferments that you can let them go. So you're just getting, again, the key here is variety. It's like, think of us on the globe, right? How different we all look. We each have a little mini ecosystem inside of our guts and they like that same kind of variety too. Got it. With your good gut rule of five, it's heavy on the leafy greens. We want to put a little bit of protein in there. We want fermented foods. Yeah, healthy fat. And then the last one is cooked vegetables. And that can be really different for people. So I mean, roasted um, broccoli, roasted carrots, roasted squash. Cooked vegetables have a really grounding and warming property for our bodies. Our bodies like cooked vegetables. Our bodies like to be grounded. They like warm food. So adding that in with our plate is really important. When I go to the Super Bowl party and I'm just eating raw vegetables and covering them in ranch dressing, that is not the most <laughs> optimal diet approach. 
Probably not. I mean, good for you for trying to get the greens there, but I would definitely add, you know, ask for some lemon wedges and some olive oil. And look, I'm not going to be the food police. I am absolutely an example of someone who's out there living my life. I go to fish concerts, the band Fish. I go to Coachella. I travel a ton. You know, I eat a, a lot of different foods that are not this plate, but I do eat this plate most of the time because this is what helps me feel my best and my clients and what helps my booty be at its best too. So we've got the good gut rule of five, but when we talk about the go with your gut approach, there is also the idea of just going is in uh, your bathroom routines. I had heard once, I think at a Tony Robbins conference, that the optimal amount is that you are supposed to, you are supposed to poop like literally after every meal. So yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody, I will say, but yeah, two to three times a day is kind of what you want to be going for, but at least once a day. Do you find that people are just surprised by when you tell them that? Like so many people are, are off because of their diets or they're so backed up that they can't even imagine that? Yes, I, I definitely get like, what are you talking about? I still have some people that are like, I go once a week, I go once every three days. I'm just like, no, your system, your body, it's not designed for that. First off, having the conversation around poop, right? Part of the reason why I think people don't wanna go is they're like, oh God, no, I don't wanna do that. I don't have time for that. My body doesn't do that. That's not cute. It's like, no, it's a big part of us. It's how our systems are designed. It's how we can feel our best. You wanna be going. So in that step one of the go with your gut weight loss formula is go. For that, first off, making sure you have time to go in the morning so maybe you need to do you do need to wake up a little bit earlier clearing some time for that having some hot water with lemon first thing or even just a giant jug of water i like to give the analogy if your poop is the boat and needs a river to float down first thing in the am <laughs> so before you have coffee before you have your tea like get in a giant giant mason jar of water you know at least 12 ounces as much as 32 and have it first thing in the morning and see if you can start pooping first thing and like how that affects the rest of your day and how you feel in your body something you mentioned in the book that totally took me for a loop i didn't think about this at all you said actually not drinking water with meals is beneficial so that's that's a big one from diet culture, right? We think we want to drink a lot of water during mealtime. It helps us fill up. We won't need to eat as much. But actually, you're diluting your gastric juices. So you want to think of your digestive system as a fire. It's a flame. It's heat. You do not want to put that fire out while it's trying to do its job. So ideally, try and finish beverages about 30 minutes before a meal and wait up to an hour after if you can. Look, if you need a few sips of water during your meal, of course, hot water, a little bit of tea, fine. But again, we're going for that most of the time here. And it's an adjustment for sure, because if you are the kind of person that doesn't remember to drink water until you're eating, you're like, oh yeah, I haven't had any water today. It will take a little bit of time to adjust, but then I start chugging my, I'm like, oh, it's going to be lunchtime soon. Let me chug my giant, you know, 40 ounce bottle of water because I'm not going to have more water till later this afternoon. Does that also apply for wine at dinner? Just curious. Asking not, just for somebody out there who might be thinking about it. Not me, of course. Let me think. Can I give your friend a pass on this one? Probably. Sure. So we got two of the steps here when it comes to go with your gut. So we want the rule of five with the proper food distribution on the plate. We've got the gut health in terms of just a going to the bathroom. You have another one here about connecting to yourself, which we alluded to earlier. You know, I've heard other people in the health space talk about mindful eating, but what does that really mean for you? I love that you're asking this because I'm such a, a big fan of getting rid of the jargon and like, what are we really talking about here? And when I'm talking about mindful eating, to me, it's being 
present, maybe not fully, fully present, right? There's a lot going on, but being as present as you possibly can with your food, allowing that to be a fully embodied experience, that you're not blanking out, tuning out, working your way through it, that you're, when it's time to eat, you're eating. Again, letting your body do its job, taking the food, you're smelling it, you're breathing. And the step of your taking your time to connect to you is going to help you remind yourself that Oh yeah, it's you in your day, in your body, you're what's important here. And if you come home from work or whatever, kids are coming home from the day, however your life situation is, and you steamroll right into your evening, how easy do you think it's going to be for you to be fully present with your food come dinner time, right? It might be really hard because you just haven't had a moment to say, oh, hey, here I am. So again, just that extra step in your day to encourage you. And this is literally can be three deep breaths. And of course, this stuff takes time. You know, you read the book and um, get me more on your shoulder and your head and more and more and more. And then this becomes a no brainer. Just finding anywhere you can to just take that second to connect to yourself before you just connect to your giant plate of food. How does somebody do that, too, as it pertains to snacking? Because I feel like, for me, that's the killer. All the, well, it's late at night, I'm watching Netflix, and I'm going for the tortilla chips. Is there a process that can aid somebody if they just really have that incessant snacking that's sabotaging their weight loss goals? So I would say take a few steps back before the incessant snacking and eat according to the good gut rule of five plate that go with your gut plate with the greens, the healthy fat, the protein, the fermented food, and the cooked vegetables, and see if you still need to snack as much mm. as you were before. Because I guarantee you are missing some nutrients, like a rich, dense cooked squash with your salad, or those leafy greens you didn't have enough protein. It's typically that you're missing something from that that's leaving you to snack later. And then if you did eat according to that way, then sitting down and saying, first off, it's not a bad thing to snack. It's just same theme here. It's when you're doing things, but without intention. So just taking that moment before, am I really hungry? What's going on? Is there something I'm not paying attention to? Do I need a bath? Do I need a hug? Do I need to call a friend? You know, or do I need to take the tortilla chips, put them in a bowl, sit down and freaking enjoy them? You know, it's interesting that you talk about that just because I think so often food habits can be established in childhood. You know, I know people who struggle because they grew up in a home where they literally couldn't leave the dinner table unless they finished their plate even beyond the point of being satiated, of being full. And they've carried that with them into adult years. I had a moment watching uh, the football playoffs last weekend. It was just me. I was hanging out here around my condo all day. I was feeling a little bit lonely. And I felt myself going for the tortilla chips. And I had this moment of clarity where I realized, I remember like being in sixth grade and both my parents were working and I would come home to an empty house. And my way to sort of like connect or to snack every day was, to literally put a pile of Tostitos on a plate and melt shredded cheese over it in the oven. And that was like my thing when I was lonely and I came home. And I remember like looking at this bag going, oh my God, like there it is again. But I love what you're saying there about just realizing what your food patterns are and then connecting what is it that you really need? How can you best connect to yourself and your body in that moment in a healthier way? Everything you're saying, 100%. And then also recognizing that like, it could take some time to change that habit that you might just spend the next year or two recognizing it, saying, oh, here I am again with the tortilla chips. Oh, I'm doing it again. Okay. I would like this to be different, hopefully one day soon, but maybe not right now. Right. There does need to be a willingness. And then honoring that that can take time and quite a bit of time. And that's okay. Is that something that you find yourself as a nutrition coach? Do you find yourself doing some of that emotional work with people? Is that the piece that we're probably missing the most? Because I feel like there's no shortage 
of diet techniques on the market, whether it's the approaches that you're talking about or Whole30, there's plenty of ways out there. Yet when you look at the statistics, one in six Americans who are overweight and lose weight, only one in six will keep it off. Why do we seem to go back to the old patterns and, and kind of ride that yo-yo? Because it, it is that deeper diving, right? It's that being willing to look at self, all the parts of self, your life, where are you happy? Where are you not happy? And showing up for that change and getting the support that you need. Really, the missing part here is getting the support you need. In my coaching community, I have a coaching program that I run right now called the Rockstar Collective. Half the people in my program are coaches themselves, but they need somewhere where they can go, where they feel supported, where they feel seen, where they feel heard, where they can get a little bit of guidance, but mostly that they're just in a space where they feel loved and they feel held. And this might sound woo-woo or really indulgent, but everyone needs this. We were designed designed this way. We were designed to be in tribes and communities and groups and family. And we, most of us don't live that way anymore. And we need it. Our souls need it. And so if you can find your way, whether it's in a coaching program or, you know, having a weekly pop up with friends that are like-minded, whatever it is that feeds that need in our, our bodies, I guarantee over time, you will see a difference on the scale. It's so funny because, you know, for a lot of us, like being present with some of those feelings and being present with some of the negative emotions is difficult. And a lot of times it's precisely what drives us to go look for the sugar or look for the bad outlet to push it down. And that's what kind of keeps you in the cycle, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. And I had years where I would be in the kitchen cabinets at night looking for the next thing. If anybody know, right? You're like, okay, now I had the sweet thing. Now I want the salty thing. Now I want the sweet thing. And I would just go, go, go until I was done or the food was gone that I wanted. I remember it started for me. Like I would hear a voice being like, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be doing this, but I can't stop. And eventually that voice would be like, I don't want to be doing this. Maybe I can have something else, or maybe I can put it on a plate and sit down, or maybe I can just get myself out of the house. And then the next time I go to the market, I would not purchase those foods anymore. And then eventually over time with the work of my own coach, my own practices that I'm teaching and implementing for myself, I could start to listen. And then I'd say, okay, I, I hear that voice, but I'm not doing that tonight. I don't need to do that. And now I hear it sometimes and I do have to still check myself but I hear it way less. And if I am not able to check myself, I can see very quickly what's going on. There's an example I share in the book where I was on vacation with my husband and his family. And I was like overeating ice cream cake. And I don't know why, like I couldn't get myself to stop. And I realized <laughs> that I'd let my food get too far away from the way that I typically eat. And Mind you, you can let go, right? I go on vacation, I don't always eat that way. It wasn't quite a vacation, right? Because I was in a fat house with the family. There wasn't enough going on that it was stable enough home kind of environment that I did need my food to be closer to the way that I typically would eat and nourish my body, and it wasn't. And so my body just started to kind of go off the rails. And so you gotta check yourself all the time. Is it fair to say that what you're laying out in this book is not so much a diet, is it is just a way of living. It's a way of being and a way of showing up each day. Exactly. So we've got the go with your gut. We talked about this where you have to go. So we want to kind of keep things moving down there. The food with the rule of five that we laid out, your is connecting to yourself. And then what's the last step here in your process, Robin? So I do want to make sure that, you know, we are getting our guts in tip top shape and running the way, you know, as efficiently as possible. So like we touched on having a probiotic, adding in some extra fiber with the recipes in my book that they do, adding in some other key gut supplements are really beneficial. Make sure that your your body is getting what it needs. I heard a story recently 
in my mentorship group from somebody who went in, and this ties into the idea of just the things going on in our digestive system and how things can get stuck there and manifest in all sorts of other maladies or illnesses. But there was a woman who had been battling chronic fatigue syndrome for about 10 years. So just exhausted, run down all the time. And there's really no obvious fix for that in the medical community that I'm aware of. But she went is part of her focus on the gut health, and she did a colonic, which sounds kind of weird and gross, but during the process, I guess there were two pomegranate seeds oh my that God. had been stuck <laughs> there in down there in the system, and she had realized she hadn't eaten pomegranate for seven or eight years because she learned she was allergic to it, but the seeds had been trapped in her digestive system, and it was causing chronic fatigue. Like her body was in a perpetual state of allergic reaction for 10 years. You know, Dan, it's been a while since someone has like dropped my jaw on the floor. <laughs> you successfully just did that. I've never heard that before. That is wild. And I totally believe it. And God bless you went and did that. That commitment to gut health, it's the probiotics, it's the diets. Is there anything else that somebody could look into that we haven't covered today? I think really slowing down during mealtimes through chewing, that practice of chewing. So trying their hardest at every meal, at least starting with one meal a day where you chew your food completely into liquid. And yes, you may get frustrated. Yes, you may realize, oh my God, this is how, I can't believe how long this takes. But if you're having any digestive upset, if you're experiencing bloating after you eat, acid reflux, and again, struggles with weight, like just start with that one simple practice, commit to it. I run a free uh, chewing challenge called the 21 day chewing challenge. It's at thechewingchallenge.com and I don't know, show notes, you can share about that. But and there's info in the book too. But it's 21 day coaching program where it's just literally every day I'm in your inbox reminding you to chew. And it's unbelievable because I've had people who've been to every doctor, every practitioner, and they're like, nothing healed me more than just working on my chewing. So you guys, it can be that simple. You know, it can be free just chewing your food to liquid. We try so hard to make things complicated, but really the answers are all inside of us. Our bodies are designed for health. They want you to feel good. They want you to be at your optimal weight. They want you to feel energized and happy. You know, we owe it to these beautiful bodies to just listen to them just a little bit more than maybe we already are. And to the people around us too, just showing up with more energy and just having the energy and the vitality to be the person that we want to be, whether that's within the family or whether that's at work or elsewhere. Absolutely. And it doesn't need to be all or nothing. You know, you can still go to your football game and have a blast there and eat your ranch dressing salad and, you know, go back to Got roll a five plate the next day. If people are overwhelmed by the thought of, you know, the fermented beets or the sauerkraut, you walk everybody through here in this book on how to create those things. And you have some amazing recipes as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so I make it uh, everything in my kitchen is as simple as possible. So I create these recipes with this few kitchen gadgets, tools, bowls, mixing pans, as few ingredients as possible, but maximum taste. So I keep it very simple, very straightforward and delicious. So you're like, oh, I can do that. And I hear again and again from everybody that my recipes are just, this is the book that doesn't go away. <laughs> Love it. Well, it is available right now. The book is Thin From Within, the go with your gut way to lose weight. Robin, how can people find you online if they want to continue the conversation? So my name, Robin, R-O-B-Y, Last name is Eucalyst, Y-O-U-K-I-L-I-S.com. That's also my Instagram handle. You can also search for the book Thin From Within on Amazon and find your way to me and my website as well. And if you're a baseball fan, 
Kevin Euclid is my cousin. He used to play for the Red Sox. Oh, so no kidding. Yes. No <laughs> kidding. That's, yeah, I lived in Boston for a few years. He was, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Robin, uh, look, I don't know if I'm on board with the fermented sauerkraut because I won't even eat the processed sauerkraut on a hot dog, but you've given me a lot to walk away with today. Definitely going to up the greens, and uh, I can't wait to try some of these recipes that are in the book. Thank you so much for taking the time. Good luck with everything, and hopefully we'll get to run into each other again soon. Same here. This was super fun. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed that conversation with Robin. She was such a treat to talk to. And once again, the book is Thin From Within, the go-with-your-gut way to lose weight. It's available right now. If this episode served you, if you had some aha moments and some breakthroughs, be sure to let us know about it. Just screenshot the podcast, upload it to Twitter or Instagram, tag me at CSC Dan Mason, and you can tag her at Robin Euclid, Robin with a Y, Y-O-U-K-I-L-I-S. And make sure to go pick up that book right now. Amazing recipes in there that'll absolutely change your life. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today. And thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends. It means the world to me. If you don't mind, I would love it if you could leave a review, preferably those five-star reviews for us at Apple. That helps us get in the new and noteworthy section. And you can always give us a follow on the iHeartRadio app. If you want more information on working with me and how you and I can make 2018 the year you create a career and relationships you love, you can go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. My brand new group coaching program for a very small, intimate group of massive action takers kicks off February 18th. There's a couple spots left. You can apply for that right now. It would be my greatest honor and privilege to help you make 2018 the best year of your life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can get out there and live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.